It was for sure the most challenging thing I've ever done. I think drill is kind of a phenomenon and it's kind of something that you don't know what drill is unless you're in drill. Drill was very draining. Mentally, physically, emotionally. It pushes you to your breaking point and then pushes you back down once you get back up. We were so tired. We didn't want to go because we knew we were just going to get screamed at and have to work really hard. Sanctioned as a sport under Utah High School Activities Association, or UHSAA for short, Drill is an extremely competitive high school dance team made up from anywhere from 20 to 50 dancers who train year-round. They are not just a part of the dance team, but a part of the high school spirit squad, so they will perform at football and basketball games, school assemblies, and sometimes even the city parades. However, when the off-season comes to an end and competition season rolls around, the attitude completely shifts and game faces turn on. I'm Estella Weeks and in this episode of the Drill Diaries, I'm going to be scratching the surface on what drill is and how it affects the people inside the community. Most if not all dancers who make the jump to drill start out at a privately owned studio. This studio is in charge of building their dancers up physically, mentally, emotionally, in order to get them ready for drill. There are a couple other options for dancers going into high school if they don't want to continue with their studio. This involves dance company, which is an entirely different category than drill because it's not sanctioned as a sport and they do not compete. Tryouts for freshmen and sophomores are really intense and usually try to scare off the girls who don't fully understand the level of commitment you need to dedicate to the sport. I spoke with Ashton Case, who was a head coach of Harriman Drill Team, about the process of tryouts. Hi, my name is Ashton Case. I was a coach on Harriman Drill the 2022 to 2023 season. So tryouts usually take two days. The first day starts with the workout and then we warm up the girls. And then you learn three combos. They're all different styles. Um, And the styles are usually military dance and hip hop. The combos are usually very difficult. That's because the coaches are wanting to see who is up for a challenge and who is willing to try new and hard things. Um, I would say tryouts are 50% confidence and attitude and 50% skill. And that honestly concludes day one. Day two is for sure the most stressful day for everyone. It starts off with a warm-up and then we go through each combo usually once or twice. And then we start the auditioning portion of tryouts. So we will have small groups, usually one to four girls come in and do each combo for us and any trick that they would like to show us. If we want to see certain girls a second time, we do callbacks. This process does take a very long time and it is very stressful for everyone involved. I was on drill as a dancer for four years and was a coach for one year, so I know both of the feelings very well. I can't pick which one is more or less stressful. I remember vividly sitting out in the hallway as a dancer And the later it got in the night, the more stressful. And then as a coach, there is so much pressure on you to make the right decision for your team in the upcoming season. Tryouts just in general are very stressful for everyone involved. But if I had to pick one that was more stressful, I would say being a coach's. Once the judges and coaches have made their final decision, they will choose how they announce it to the team, whether that be on social media or in person. It just depends. That pretty much concludes tryouts. There is so much that goes into tryouts, the parent meeting before tryouts, what the girls can and can't wear, numbering all the girls, hiring judges that can help you pick your team alongside your coaches, down to tryout tees. It is a lot, but it is also a lot of fun, and at the end of it, it is very rewarding. Drill culture in Utah is a thing, and it is huge. 
Utah Valley University hosts state every single year, and it has continually been upgraded to account for how many people come. It is now an 8,000-seated center, and drill tickets sell out every single year. So why is Utah such a hot spot for raising competitive dancers? You may notice on shows like Dancing with the Stars, So You Think You Can Dance, World of Dance, a lot of the dancers come from Utah. According to the New York Times, the answer lies within the predominant religion in Utah, which is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Brigham Young, who was the man who brought the religion to Utah, encouraged dancing, singing, and other art forms as a way to nourish the mind and the body. It has almost become a stereotype because Utah is known for spewing out incredibly talented powerhouse dancers. While there are so many rewards and positives to being on a sports team in high school, not everyone has the same experience. I spoke with an ex-dancer of a high school team, and she shared her experience with me. So I'm speaking with Amelia today. Um, so Millie, when did you start dancing? Talk to me about how you got into the dancing world in Utah. I grew up, like, my parents put me in dance when I was, like, little, little, like... I felt like when in the dance world, it's always like I started dancing when I was like two and everyone was like two or three trying to compete with each other who started at the youngest age. So I always would say like two to three, which is real, but I'm like, who's really like competitively, no one's actually like taking dance super seriously at that age. But I would say around that time is when I started with a studio. And then from there on, I always stuck with the one studio I danced at until all the way up until the end of high school for myself. So yeah, that's kind of where I started dance. And then from then on out, I danced all throughout elementary, middle school, and high school. So you auditioned to be on Harriman Drill Team in 2017. Mm -hmm. And I want to hear what pushed you to go in that direction, because I think as a dancer in Utah, there really are a couple directions you can go. There's you stay with your studio until you are out of high school and then you try college or you go to your high school dance or drill team and talk to me about why you chose that path. I it was funny because like growing up, I never even really knew about I mean, I knew what drill was because like I literally did mini drill when I was like 10 but even then, when I did it, I was kind of like, what is this? Like, it's the dance team, but I didn't really know, like, what drill was. And then um, around when I was, like, what, 13, 14, before our freshman year, our dance studio owner was planning on kind of shutting down. Like, it wasn't going to be a studio anymore. She kind of transferred into um, running competitions. And so it was kind of just, like, my teammates were doing it. I wanted to keep dancing obviously but it was kind of funny because it's not like anyone who had even come for my studio really did drill only two people I knew of so it wasn't like I always had planned on oh I'm gonna do drill in high school it was just kind of a whim that we with my other friends from studio we all decided to try out together and then from there we obviously made the team and so first year on drill it was obviously a big transition For people who don't know, I think drill is kind of a phenomenon and it's kind of something that you don't know what drill is unless you're in drill. And when I mean in drill, I mean you are a dancer, a parent, a coach, or a teammate. Like, 
That is it. You do not know what drill is unless you are one of those people. And if you are one of those people, you know the full extent of what happens. But if you could describe what drill is to someone who does not know what it is at all, how would you describe it? I would just say it's it's a very competitive, very structured dance team. The way the practices were set up, the way that we trained, um, the relationships we have with our coaches, the best way I can describe that to someone is how other athletes, their relationships with their coaches. Um, that's something that I have like related with um, other people on who didn't do drill. Everyone who does sports knows the relationship with the coach, especially kind of the <laughs> toxic relationship you'll have with your coach of needing to please them, needing to just be the best you can. And so that's the best way I could kind of describe it to someone who hasn't experienced it. But it's very intense, very, they expect a lot of you. What were the negative experiences you had with drill I think a lot of the success stories are the ones that are glamorized I want you to talk to me about the ugly side of it I think that overall drill was very draining overall (laughs) mentally physically emotionally um was just so much to handle so I definitely think that that's something that kind of doesn't get talked about one thing that coming out of drill I think about is like how I would be with like my teammates or my friends the night before and we'd have practice like at 5 a.m and we would constantly joke about like oh should we just crash the car off the road or like oh should we like do this or this to get out of going to practice just because we were so tired we didn't want to go because we knew we were just going to get screamed at and have to work really hard and that was something for me I was like oh like That means that it was probably not the best thing, (laughs) especially like literally wanting you'd rather go to the hospital in a car accident than have to go to practice. And I definitely think we were being dramatic and that it wasn't on that level of like, oh, I really want to like get out of it. Overall, it was a lot. And I think there was, you know, it was worth it because of the friendships and the people you were doing it with. And we really were you know, my friends that I had on the team, we got along really well, and it really made it fun in a lot of ways, and there really was a lot that I love, and I still remember and, you know, look back, and I'm like, that was some of the best times I've ever had, but there was a lot of anxiety and overall kind of pain. That sounds, like, dramatic, but it was just rough. Like, you really went through it to be on that team and it was all year it wasn't like we got a break and that's the difference between other sports is that there isn't an off season you get one month out of the year in the summer that you don't have practices and then obviously you have your winter like Christmas break and Thanksgiving like there's mandatory days but I would say days not even weeks so overall it was just constant there was never really a lot of time to have a break from it so I think that also contributed to the overall like overwhelming just presence that drill had in all of our lives that was all we all cared about that was our drive for everything like the reason we all did good in school was because we had to for drill the reason that we woke up every morning on time and worked out and did all these things was for drill and it was just a very interesting relationship that I think all of us had with drill Was it toxic? 
yes, I think any time you get, I mean, the dance world's super, like, toxic and dramatic, and the whole concept of dance and, like, how it is, is it's built on critiquing, literally breaking down every little thing you do and pointing it out and saying how it's wrong, saying how it's right. So I think that it just can be really hard on someone and it forms that toxic as much as you want to say it's coming from a constructive feedback point. We were 15 getting just screamed at for not like doing something to our best ability and it wasn't like we were Olympic athletes. We were not training for, you know, it was really like life or death in our minds. When in reality, I'm like, it literally doesn't mean anything. It's so pointless and it can give you a lot of great structure. And like I said, there's definitely things that I loved, but overall there's definitely a lot of negatives that come with it. And I think that they honestly outweigh the positives especially when you look at how it really trains your brain and like I said we were so young I think a lot of us kind of built these negative toxic relationships with one another with our coaches even with our families because we were like well drill comes above everything drill becomes above our family comes above this it comes above that we would plan everything around drill not just for me but for my siblings for my parents, like they had to work around it. And so I think that that's something that also is just, that's how we grew up and that's the environment we grew up in. So your family was affected by drill, the dynamic, the relationship at all? Yeah, for sure. There was definitely a point in time where drill was the top of my list and then my social life and my friends were the second thing on my list. And then school and family just kind of fell on the bottom. But a big thing that my mom and I would fight about a lot was like, I wasn't doing anything around the house. And she's like, well, you have time to be going to drill. You have time to be hanging out with your friends and doing all these things. You can take the time to unload the dishwasher. And I remember I would get so mad because I'm like, drill is taking all my time. That is taking all my energy and all my focus and all my willpower to just do that one thing. And then my friend's aspect was kind of like, this is how I'm treating myself. This is how I'm like staying afloat and not drowning is because I'm going and hanging out with friends. I'm having fun. Those two were kind of balancing each other. And then the last thing I wanted to do was have to come home and clean or come home and, you know, be around my family. And it's really sad because, again, I don't have that. I don't have any issues with my family. But it was just a time that I was so spread in that I don't think I understood why I was not wanting to be around them but it was because I couldn't handle any more than I was already handling it was just way too much let's transition to competition season talk to me about that schedule what competitions there are how that ranking goes kind of if you were to explain it just blanket statement how does competitions work in drill in Utah so competition season starts the first week of December. We typically would do a showcase, which most schools do a showcase like the first week of December, like on a Monday or Tuesday, just for friends and family normally and kind of get that practice out there. And then that Saturday was the competition day. The way competitions were set up is we would do four competitions that were different at different high schools. Um, Obviously, they're all sanctioned by the state. 
they would be at different high schools or things like that. And then obviously we'd have region and then you have semis and state. And then the way the competitions were broke down is there are your size of school basically, which is in every other sport. You have 2A, 3A, 4A, 5A, and now 6A, which we were 6A. And 6A is definitely the most talented, definitely the most competitive, I would say. 5A is really good as well. All of them are good, but the higher, the bigger the schools are, the more, typically, the more populated the areas are, obviously, because they're bigger schools. They have more kids. Utah is so heavily a dance state that in those places where there were bigger cities with bigger dance studios, there were better dancers. And that's why those bigger schools, in my opinion, that's why the bigger schools were just better overall. But that's why they also competed against each other. On state, they break you up into your different sections. In the day, the morning half, it would be 2A to 4A. And then that afternoon, it would transition and then it would be 5A to 6A. It's changed now because it's a point system rather than like qualifying at region. Now it's all your competitions throughout the season are totaled. Like it's the RPI system. So whatever score you get ranks you and you can check the rankings for every school team after a competition and it will have it and it will show you where they're ranking right now. So when we go to state, there's actually already a rank of who's number one. And that typically gives you a pretty good idea of who's going to win. Drill competition world is very, it's very political. It just, there's a lot more factors than just the dancing. But I also, now being out of drill, being able to look at it, I also think that sometimes teams are just better and teams tell themselves that it's political to make themselves feel better. We never won full first place we won first in our character routine my sophomore year and that year was really great for us and that was like really happy or whatever but again that was the closest we could ever get and that year was actually the only year we ever have had out-of-state judges and that was the first year Harriman has ever placed first in any category I don't know I think that there's definitely politics that play into it the talent just keeps getting better from school to school copper hills had been the holding state champions for nine years really long time and they won that year so that was my first taste of oh this is kind of how it is but again when you're in it and you work so hard you obviously think you deserve like first place (laughs) looking at it from an outside perspective it's definitely different and it's definitely less dramatic I would say definitely certain people that were taking the top spots consistently there are certain teams that continuously win right now just you can look this up Bingham it has been the three years in a row state mm-hmm. champions it really has switched off now there have been alterations with the system of 5a 6a now Farmington is 6a they are an amazing team. Layton is now a top contender. Davis is now a top contender. Copper Hills, unfortunately, has gone off the <laughs> bounds. Their head coach changed, and a lot of their... You have to realize that when freshman starts, it could be a good cycle of dancers, and once those dancers graduate out, you've cycled through the generation of dancers that won those 
four or five state championships. So now there are a lot of contenders in 6A. I just want to ask for your perspective on like, how do you feel like mentally these dancers and these girls are challenged by the system that they've been put in? And what do you feel like the faults of 6A are? I think that when it comes to the faults, I think that overall it's discouraging going into a competition. Of course, you hope, you really hope, you know, you've worked so hard and you're like, you know, this could be it. And I think for me personally, I definitely had that like, we can do this, you know, that motivation I believed in us. And then (laughs) our, our junior year, we had really great routines and we were doing pretty well all season. I felt like we were going to place pretty well. I didn't necessarily think we're going to win first. Um, I was actually hopeful that we were going to do pretty good. And that season, we didn't place overall at all. We placed placed sixth overall. We placed fifth in one of our routines. All of them, all the other routines didn't place. And that was devastating for all of us. All of us, including our parents, including a lot of people, thought that we were going to do better than that. I don't think we were expecting to win, but we were not expecting. And that season was definitely a season I was like, this has to be rigged in some way. That one was pretty upsetting. But again, that was when some of those newer teams like Farmington and Davis and Lane were on the up and coming and they were getting better. And so I think that was also kind of playing into things. But that was definitely a shocker, I would say, for us overall. And was really upsetting and that's what actually it's not what was the deciding factor of why I didn't do drill the next year I was already very done with drill all of my really close friends at the time were seniors and they were graduating and so I was very heavily considering not going back not quitting but just not going back for my senior year Um, and then after that it was definitely just a moment of yeah, this isn't worth it anymore, you know, because you put in, I don't even know how many hours a year, like you put so much time, but it just wasn't worth it. Drill is known to be a political and biased sport. A lot of the dance coaches, judges, teachers, they're all circulated throughout the system, so you're bound to run into people who have preconceived biases about certain teams. I spoke with Elle Crossley, who is a member of the Layton Drill team. She talked to me about competition season, how hard it was on your brain and your body, and specifically how judging works and how it was skewed in other teams' benefits. My name is Elle Crossley. I was on uh, Leighton High Drill Team. I was a Lancel for all three years of high school, so starting in 2018 and going until I graduated in 2021. So what was your overall experience on drill, physically, mentally? How did that affect you? It was hard to explain because it was some of the best times, but also some of the worst times. Like, I made some of the best memories of my whole entire life. You know, if you're with so many girls of like the same age just cooped up so many hours a week all working towards the same goal like you bond with them like no one you've ever bonded with before but that being said i spent like what felt like 24 plus hours a week in this practice gym pushing my body like beyond what i thought it could do and it was 
time-consuming, energy-consuming, emotionally exhausting. And I think that I was very fortunate because my team was really talented, but there was a lot of extremely talented girls on my team and a lot of hardworking girls. And we really worked together well as a team. And so that kind of helped us to succeed. In general, we really did well at competitions. And so I felt like no matter how much, how hard it was or how much it sucked, quite frankly, it was worth it because we got to like see the way that our awards, that our hard work paid off. But I feel like in any other context, if I wasn't on a team that was fortunate enough to succeed like we did, it would have been a million times harder. So competition season is definitely the most stressful time of year. That's like December and January. Talk to me about like how practices were during that time, what your schedule was like, how much you slept in class. That is like genuinely the most traumatizing parts of the year for me. And it's crazy because like, it sucks that it coincides with like the holiday season because you're like, oh, I'm supposed to be happy spending time with family. No, you're not spending time with family. You have practice every single day. And like, even during winter break, you we like practiced. We weren't at school, but our coaches literally took that as an opportunity to be like, oh, you don't have school. Hey, let's make the practice two hours longer. Oh, no one's in the gym. Let's make the practice two hours longer. And it just, it was so hard because it also was at the same time as the end of the semester. You're stressed with your grades and exams and stuff like that. But I seriously felt like I lived at the school. I would be practicing two to three times a week at 6 a.m. before school and into our first period of the day, which was drill. They set it up that way so you could do it. And then we'd be practicing after school twice a week for like two to three hours and then even in addition to that, we'd have weekend practices, Saturdays, and those would be our longest practices because we had the most time. Those would be upwards of like five to six hours. Then if we had, like, like I said, if we had any like breaks or anything, or we had a day off school, we'd be practicing again. And always the practices started, if we didn't have school, they'd start at 6 a.m. So competition season rolls around. There's a lot of politics involved with drill. Talk to me about if there was times where you feel like your team was screwed over or if you were to explain to someone how political drill was who doesn't know what drill is, how would you explain that? It just doesn't make sense sometimes. I think back to my junior year. So that was the year, um, it was a year where character was the category, like our third category for routines. And my team was the genies from Aladdin. And it was probably the most fun routine I've ever done in my entire life. And maybe I'm biased, but I thought that routine was amazing. Like the costuming, the choreography, the energy that we brought to the stage. It was just such a fun dance. And I think that you could see how much fun we were having when we were performing, which added like a whole other level to it. But we had been taking, I think that probably the entire season, we took first in that routine every single competition except for one. And our state competition rolls around. We were feeling really confident going into it and they're at awards and they announced we got and we had never placed in the top two for we'd always been kind of taking the year before we hadn't broken that like third place in state award and so we're at awards they call military second place we're freaking out they call dance second place we're freaking out and we're like wow we could 
take second in state right now. And we fully kind of, I think that we were banking on honestly taking first in that routine. But we were so caught off guard when they're announcing like teams and they're like, fifth place character late and high and all of us kind of looked at each other which I mean that's kind of a pretentious thing to say because it's like some teams would die to be fifth place but when we like really thought that, that was going to be our best routine of the day we all just kind of were so caught off guard we were like there's there's no way that that just happened that is so weird and I remember all of us just waiting and waiting and waiting to get our score sheets because we were like what possibly could they have docked us down on? And it came down to the weirdest stuff. Like our, I think that one thing that we're majorly docked down on was tumbling and like specifically we had a lot of back handsprings in the routine and it was like the technique of the back handsprings and our coaches and all of us were pissed because it's like, okay, why, why was that like the make or break thing of our routine? There's so much great stuff to our routine, but it's that little thing. Like we're not a cheer team. Tumbling isn't like everything. Of course it's important, but like why did one judge just decided to like take that and run and give us the most disgusting score of all time which literally took us down from potentially getting that like second in state first in state award to fifth in character and then third overall which sucked it's just because it is such an entirely subjective sport and it's all up to opinion you just never know what's gonna happen and there are these teams that build up amazing reputations because of insane talent and like the reputations are obviously deserved but it gets to a point too where i think that they're just regarded in a certain way that boosts the way they're seen by audiences by judges by everyone and like you said it's very political there's just so much opinion and bias that goes into it have you ever heard of instances where judges were like x coaches or their daughters had been on the team and how does that influence their judging do you think i remember i don't even remember what year it was we found out who was judging us at state before the actual competition my coaches heard who the judge was and they were like she has a connection to another 6a team we were 6a she has another connection she has a connection in some weird way shape or form her daughter was on that team six years ago she definitely has a bias whether she wants to admit it or not she should not be judging a state and like my coach even like filed a complaint to like get her replaced because it's because drill is such a passionate like community and it is so like crazy There's so much of that bias and everyone has those biases, no matter like if they want to say, if you're involved in the drill world and know anything about it, you have biases. And that is just so hard to avoid when it comes down to scoring. And that's one of the scary things once again, because it's all subjective. I don't know if you remember, but our sophomore year, there were out of state judges for the very first time. Do you remember how different that ranking was? It was crazy i think that i mean the reason why they brought those out-of-state judges was because they wanted to try to get rid of that bias but drill is such a special form of competitive dance scoring is done a specific way routines are done a specific way that you don't really see anywhere else and like military that's such a strange style that you like can't really understand unless you're part of the drill world so those like out-of-state judges there was just they didn't i want to say like they didn't understand and their rankings were so so different because they were looking at it from a different like completely different lens like they're coming in as dance judges not drill judges which is the biggest difference once again and so i remember getting back those score sheets and all the in-state judges it was pretty you know like all their scoring kind of made sense it all kind of flowed together but then there was like that outlier of the out-of-state judge and it was weird I was a dancer on the Harriman Drill team my freshman through junior year of high school before I decided to not continue my senior year. I'm super grateful for my experience that I got, but there are definitely certain aspects of the drill culture 
that I wouldn't consider healthy and they were definitely toxic. A lot of my experiences from the drill team have shaped me as a person and I'm super grateful for the people that I've met and the lessons that I've learned, but there were certain things that weren't prioritized when you were on drill such as academics, mental health, and even physical well-being. I'm glad I got to speak to some dancers and coaches about their experiences being on the team and coaching the team, and I hope in the future there are changes made to the drill world that'll benefit the girls and the dancers as well as the parents and the families of the teams. Thank you again for tuning into Drill Diaries. I'm Estella Weeks, and while this is just the tip of the iceberg into dance and drill culture in Utah, I'm glad I got to share some experiences with you. Jen Whitaker of the UHSAA will present the first place trophy in the 6A classification to Copper Hills. That concludes our competition. We thank the staff of Utah Valley University for hosting the competition. Please use patience in leaving the parking facilities. Coaches, you may pick up your...